All right. Hello, Dom. I can all go ahead and start this week's news. I have some news from MIT, some news, uh, MIT research actually, um, and what they're doing for both large language models and smaller language models. Some news on how AI is being applied, both good and bad, which is what I um, try to share its applications, as well as some updates to the regulations that I have been talking about. So I'm going to start with the MIT articles. <clears throat> this first one is uh, just talking about how MIT researchers are making uh, language models scalable and self-learners. So this is one of the first instances uh, that's um, people are, or that there is research that's coming out and is more favorable for smaller language models. And I know I have brought that up that um, even the founder and CEO of chat GPT and OpenAI, Sam has said that the the era of large language models has probably dead and we will see smaller language models. And I, so I will continue to share information about smaller language models that are continuing to come to the forefront. And that is what MIT is researching and talking about here. And <clears throat> so actually I like this quote, Socrates once said, it's not the size of the thing, but the quality that truly matters for it is in the nature of substance, not its volume, that true value is Found. I love that. And so uh, in in this article, they are talking about how um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a large language model and that researchers are, let's see, the a team of MIT Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory, the CSAIL researchers think smaller models shouldn't be overlooked. And <clears throat> so what they are doing is they are they're looking at an approach to the longstanding problem of inefficiency and privacy associated with big text AI models and that they have a language model that outperforms 500 times bigger counterparts on language and understanding without human generated annotations while preserving privacy, robustness, and um, with high performance. And so human-generated annotations is actually humans checking, fact-checking, and tagging different, different information that's being fed to the AI. And so <clears throat> the way they're doing that, I'm, I won't go into the science behind it. If anyone is interested, it is on MIT's website but I will say that it's using something called the entailment model, um, which is it takes one task and says, if the premise is true, then the hypothesis is likely to be true. And again, I'm not going to go into the logic or the science behind that, but essentially what it is doing is it's learning how to choose an answer based on the information around it and using using contextual awareness instead of just being fed the answers. It's it's able to um, be more self-referential in, in what it's taking in. And 
Um, so again, if anybody is interested, you can find that on their website, but I do, I will always continue to bring up uses of smaller, large, smaller language models, because I do think that they're more affordable and we're going to see more and more of these continue to come up, not just, you know, with MIT and Yale, Harvard working on these, but as people are, are able to create their own um, smaller language models, then we will be able to see them being trained to do a variety of different things. Um, and then an, another another article from MIT is that probabilistic AI, is, it's called probabilistic AI that knows how well it's working. It's um, more important than ever for artificial intelligence to estimate how accurately it is explaining data. And again, this is on their website. And it also goes into how they're approaching research in the in AI right now <clears throat> and how they're looking at ways of making AI more self-sufficient, more self-aware, and more able to call upon itself and its own data instead of just being fed over and over and over more and more information. And so I'm going to take a minute and just very quickly explain that with a large language model, the reason why it's called a large language model is because if you imagine giving a, like a, if you're imagine a scanner and you scan a hundred documents, a thousand documents, a million documents, a billion documents, if you just scan over and over and over and the this AI system then retains that information and can scan the document like a very smart word search, then that is the difference between something like a large language model versus pe people who are creating these smaller language models and trying to figure out a way for them to be smarter and use use less information, but be able to understand it better. So instead of it just searching for keywords, it's creating its own analyses. And so in this, going back to this article, um, the, this particular project that they're working on is based on an algorithm, a mathematical approach called sequential Monte Carlo, which has been used for a wide variety of probabilistic tasks. Um, but this is being paired with, let's, where is it called? These, um, this sequential Monte Carlo is paired with probabilistic program proposals. And so it's making, which again, I'm not going to go into how that works and you, you can uh, read more into that, but essentially it is, it makes it possible to use smarter ways of guessing probable explanations of data to update those proposed explanations in um, and let new information and estimate the quality of explanations that were proposed. So essentially it's saying that it's figuring out a strategy for intelligent guessing. And then, um, let's see if I can find it. So in, I think it was in this one, um, they are actually using the the information that it's gleaning, it's they're using that information to then re-train um, itself. So if, for example, it's it it's 
guesses or surmises that one plus one equals two instead of it being fed yes this fact is one plus one equals two it uses that fact and then trains itself it's what self-training is and says okay one plus one i have i have guessed that one plus one equals two and based on the information that is around it because it's the answer to is being used later on in this document, then I can say for certain that that one plus one equals two, and then it gives itself that fact. It learns, okay, one plus one is two. So you're, you're seeing, um, you're seeing AI teach itself instead of having to have humans teach it. And there's great, there, there's a lot of great to that. And there's also a lot of danger to that because it could teach itself. If you feed it an article and <clears throat> that has a lot of bias in it or a lot of um, opinion as opposed to fact, then it could create a fact that just perpetuates bias, perpetuates racism, which you know is something that we're seeing a lot of, perpetuates really bad stereotypes, you know, whatever the case may be, if, if it's self-learning and it's, you know, saying, okay, this fact plus this fact equals this. And I see that fact later on then, and it learns and that, that is a harmful fact. That is the downside of these AIs doing self-training. And so we have not gotten certainly to the point where they can be trusted to completely train themselves. Um, but that is the benefit of working smaller language models and having them train themselves as opposed to larger language models. So very exciting to see um, some movement in that area and continue to, I'll just continue to watch where that research and development goes and how, um, how you are able to train smaller and smaller models. Um, and then the, the next article is from CNN business, and this is just a very quick update to, as I have discussed in the, the past few weeks that yes, regulations are happening. It's not just a, a hypothetical, it's not a, well, we're going to get there, but it's probably going to be a few years the let's see the senate majority leader chuck schumar announced a broad open-ended plan for regulating artificial intelligence um on wednesday which was last week um describing ai as an unprecedented challenge for congress that effectively has policymakers starting from scratch and so <clears throat> Um, interestingly, I, we will see what happens. I, I am not going to agree or disagree with this statement, but I do think it's interesting that he says, if we put this together in a very serious way, I think the rest of the world will follow and we can set the direction for how we ought to go in AI, because I don't think any of the existing proposals have captured that imagination. Um, and that's based on, it says, reflecting on other recent proposals, such as the European Union's draft, um, or just in general, how Europe is handling AI. And um, so I, it's a very bold statement to make. <laughs> it's a very American statement to make, to say that if we, you know, 
get our little ducks in a row or we we figure this out, then everybody else will do the same. Very um, similar to Elon Musk, right? If I go yes. well, then how can I, any other Absolutely. people can do it, right? And also- yes. So um, we are going to get our things together and we're going to do this and you're welcome, rest of the world. <laughs> and, and, and I remember uh, Sam Altman, well, do things together with Chinese people, and how about? Oh them? yeah, are we going to absolutely? Are, are, are they is... collaborate together, or they just do the separate things? Oh, I think you 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 mute yourself or something. Mm, can you hear me there's... now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Um. It's there's nothing official that he has agreed to partner with any particular state, country, civilization, but it is, it has been super well documented that he has traveled literally across the globe talking to all of these different world leaders. And the the specifics of what he's said are not necessarily released, but the <clears throat> the nature of the conversation have either been, yes, this is a real thing. Yes, it is as big as you think it is. And yes, you know, you need to take it seriously. Um, and yes, you probably should put some regulation around it. Like that coupled with, um, he has also been, I think, encouraging different, different people in different parts of the world to step up and, um, either, work on a, a particular aspect of something or, you know, like do something to help get them on board. Not necessarily that they, that they should, you know, develop their own thing, but like everybody can, can play a part in this like bigger picture of AI. But no, that there's, I don't, from what I have read and I, you know, it, things change by the second. So like, let's not Let's not quote us on here, but so far, no, no countries have, have signed any exclusivity pacts with <laughs> Sam Altman, but yeah, I'm the, so this regulation will hopefully be moving forward. The So another thing that I, I do really like is that he says in his remarks, um, that he appears to acknowledge the criticism of his pace and says that I know many of you have spent months calling on us to act. He said, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. But as he described, AI is a novel issue for which Congress lacks a guide. And so, you know, that this particular podcast is not like the one thing that has made a difference, but I am so glad that for all of the conversations that everybody continues to have, our conversations here, the conversations that, you know, you as listeners are having after you listen in the from the other podcasters and, you know, everybody who is testing these and building these, that every single person just relentlessly has said something has to happen. And I'm glad to know that, you know, within what, six months, it, we, as a, the collective Royal, we have been able to really make sure that our, our fears are legitimized and fears being both a good thing and a bad thing, but, and that <clears throat> there is something that will be happening sooner rather than later. So 
just standing ovation to everybody who continues to say that regulations need to need to happen. So, so, so there is no uh, plan. It's just like a hey, we need to. It's more like a patriotic politician types of saying, like so an American movie. All yeah, movie they didn't that- release anything specifically. Which the from everything that I've read about what is being discussed, um. This right here, it falls, uh, that says innovation first, but with security, accountability, democratic Uh, foundations, and explainability. And so this is what what has been consistently talked about with everybody else who's discussing what the regulations could potentially be. But he does say, let me see if I can find it here. He was clear on one point. And it's, he says, we do, we do need to require companies to develop a system where in simple and understandable terms, users can understand why the system produced a particular answer and where the answer came from. So though nobody has committed to saying how that's going to happen, um, the fact that this is the one thing that is, you know, more, more, more in like article, this is what, you know, yeah. yes. No matter what you're, it, effectively, it's like no matter what you're hearing about regulations or not regulations, this one point is the point that we are going to, we can all agree it needs to happen and we're going to be working on that. So it'll be interesting to see how the the large language models handle this with smaller language models would a lot easier than with those large language models. Um, and I, I don't can't remember if if um we had talked about this before about the potential for the way that all of these AIs were trained that it could be the largest data theft in history and that oh. it may be that going forward we with like with models that are built they have to have these regulate the they will operate within the the guidelines of the regulations and so they will be built specifically to so that you can see where these answers are coming from but it depending on how things go it may be that for the the models that are already in place they're like grandfathered in and they wouldn't necessarily have to show that we will see well we will see if that happens i know that it could definitely go either way and people are really afraid of that because no matter what the regulations come about in the future, everything is based on the models that we're using right now. And if those don't have to have any accountability, that would be absolutely terrible for the billions of people who will never be cited for all of the work that they did. Um, you know, and but then like they paved the way for all of their future work to be cited. Um, we will we will see what happens. But um, I'm definitely, and my fingers are crossed that that everybody will have to adhere to those regulations, and it's not just the new models that are built. Um, so, and then there's oh, go ahead. I, yeah, sometimes I would feel like you know, um, uh, a lot of people say super high level stuff like oh, climate change, climate change, but they only have those words that keep looping. For example, like. Um, every time when I see those types of people, they are aware, raising awareness versus, for example, when you talk, when you talk to subject matter experts such as Elon Musk, like when he talk about things, 
he know he really knows things and uh, he can make impacts versus some people trying to create buzzword and going you know around the globe and meeting leaders oh uh, yeah I mean just for the sake of like traveling yes yes I feel like that yeah airplane airline points yeah, yeah I, 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 I mean I am not saying those people are something but because I think right now because long time ago the propaganda or like oh you know we need to be patriotic. We need to be da 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 da. Those types of like a passionate, speechy words. I feel like he is more looping himself and without actually know what's going on and trying to say something that everybody knows. And even though he keep repeating himself, just because he he probably got some power, so he he is trying to raise awareness. But uh, the huge direction or something, he probably doesn't really know things. Uh, uh, I think yeah, those I mean, types it says, of... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, it, it, you're spot on that it's like when whoever is, let's see, this the article was written by Brian Fung that... <clears throat> um. It's he even says the Senate may still be a very long way off from unveiling a comprehensive proposal. Schumer predicted that the process is likely to take longer than weeks, shorter than years, (laughs) which is like we are going to do something. And that is what we're going to tell you is that we are going to do something. (laughs) And then he says months would be a proper timeline. But how many? So, you know, yeah. it's, so, 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 it so is like what you I, said, which is he was propped up to make an official statement, but who knows where we, where we are in the, the actual timeline of things. I think that's why Elon Musk wants to fire a lot of you know managers or high level executives, probably someone more like a, this type of person. I mean, it's great that he has awareness, but uh, it just makes me feel like okay so you pretty much loop yourself and you don't have any plans right and um, uh, for example if this if this person is writing for Elon Musk right I I believe even you can say much more than him (laughs) (laughs) regarding to the security issue and uh, (laughs) yeah I I don't want to say anything but I mean it's great that the you know those people with powers they they are aware of this, but I do think it's just you, you know uh, I remember I I read uh, Elon Musk's book. He said that when he he bought two used book from the bookstore about how to construct rocket right, and he kind of hands on and ask NASA uh, not ask SpaceX early engineer to create the actual things. It's kind of like the budget is super low. And he just said, make it happen. I believe you, you can make it happen. And with that little budget and they create the entire thing, that thing and you know, shoot to the sky. And uh, for NASA, it seems like they spend like, I don't know, at least a few hundred K or a million just for meeting. Yeah. Just meeting, uh, gathering together, brainstorming, right? So I do think that those types of people are more for the old time, 
because all time that people are looking for the status, looking for the power. So when they say, oh, we need to be aware of something. And because during that time, probably not many people receive high education. So we feel like, wow, hero, you are the hero. You are going to, you know, um, everyone is wanting you to do something. You are so important. Like I feel like that is more like a Russian time with Putin, more like types of feeling they are the state hero. But right now I do kind of feel like maybe we, I don't know, maybe I'm more practical person. When I see this, I was like, okay, okay, you probably can travel a lot, probably get gain personal, you know, uh, meeting with leaders, status, right? yeah, and also you know, NASA spend a lot of money just meeting people and nothing produced after you know the first astronaut landing to the moon, they did nothing. But SpaceX is happening. Why? Because yeah, I mean, if Elon Musk see this and he will say, give me the plan, what's the plan? How to do it? Right. I, I feel like it's just the old way of politician is trying to get someone to write an article and probably get some major press because I'd rather to listen to Sam Altman, Elon Musk, or somebody who really know AI, right? Or somebody or even someone studying state university and major in AI. I'd rather listen to them than this person. I mean, this person's intention is great, you know, like a connect to the leader, he got the power, but I couldn't see this person go anywhere. I'm sorry, maybe but I'll I get sued or something. <laughs> oh, no. And, you know, the, but I think that the reason why that <clears throat> regardless of what our concerns are, you know, our needs are as citizens. I think it's interesting that, let's see. Yeah. Right here. The, 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 um, the last two pillars of the framework, which is foundations and explainability are among the most important as unrestricted artificial intelligence could undermine the electoral process or make it impossible to critically evaluate an AI's claims. So this is hitting where their home is that it's like oh well if this is going to affect my ability to get you know reelected oh. then yeah we should probably I, I, do this personal game when we I should see this, probably I do something because we cannot have that my seat in congress cannot be forfeited because yeah. some i will lose my job joe yeah lose my job because some random bobby joe used 11 labs do a voiceover of me in a monkey costume <laughs> and, mm. and you know it swayed my political ways mm. so it's just it's funny how the politics of those things work yeah I, and I, I mean maybe I, I was wrong <laughs> no no and I I do I know that uh is doing his own AI thing and I'm really glad that he is because it will be interesting to see how he handles the the if he builds in regulations or if he ha if he sets some standards that then we all sort of adhere to or if he's just like I, who knows who knows what he's going to do but can, it will can, be can, very interesting can we because see it's, his it's background? like removing all of the BS can we see his background can 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 we Google his name and see what's his, his this, this he, guy? Yeah, this guy. 
I'm just curious. Yes. Because whatever he sees seems looping. And yeah, I can, I, I don't know. I, I, I trust Elon Musk, even though I know a lot of people has controversial mixed feelings about him. Senator Chuck Schumer. Yeah, what's his background? Of New York. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Bipartisan infrastructure, Just, okay. following years, game-changing, reconnect, nothing, bipartisan, nothingness. Oh, can we go to like a Wikipedia? Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, like the, the thing is great and he's old and he seems like a very powerful, which is great. But I just want to see, yeah, he, 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 he's probably more like he's been in Congress school. for nine um, law school. Okay. Yeah. So Harvard probably law. more like a law, right? Mm-hmm. Early life in education, early career, career Senate, changed numbers twice on Wall Street. So he's law, law and Wall Street. Tapping into the city's top law firms and security houses for campaign donations. So law, election. Law. Law and Wall Street. Mm. Let's see. Yeah. I, I, you I have, just, it doesn't say. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just, it's, it's, it's interesting to ask the question, why was he the person who spoke about this? And yeah. I wonder if it's because from a law perspective, he will be, you know, from from the side of his background is in law. I wonder if he is looking at it from that light, or if he just happened to be the person that agreed to take a meeting in the discussions, you know, that Congress were having. Let's see. Yeah, I I think the the interesting thing right now is that. Um, I feel like the centralized power is dissolved. Why? Because you see the law, right? All, all the people who work for government, um, they are a little bit far away from the reality. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, the, the tech giant, they really know what's going on and they form their thing. And eventually we are all using technologies and government is very far behind and this person is trying to get awareness but um whether he should be the go-to person or not is still um kind of like he he wants to raise awareness and since i mean he he, he's yeah like 72 years old i think it's kind of like the 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 government spiritual leader it just strikes me that if he he only knows the law part and he wants to do the AI and uh, this might, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just raised the awareness and when I saw the the, 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 the article, it seems like he, the, there's nothing new there and he just want to raise awareness uh, and he will travel, travel, right, using takes people's money and travel around and connect networking and trying to make things happen. Yeah. Cause it doesn't say, yeah, it doesn't say whether he will be on the panel of experts. He just says that the panel will, which this is actually a good thing that the theoretically 
the panel that's going to be t- doing the um this legislation will be composed of experts from the industry, academia, and civil society with the first sessions taking place in September. And that is that is actually good to know for all of the people who have been worried because for up to this point, it's only been um, government politicians working with the CEOs. Like there's not been anybody to the table that's in academia, academia research, you know, the, this, um, the civil society, if, if this is like effectively saying the people who are, um, looking into the, um, what's right and wrong and the morality of systems. Um, and so hopefully this, this is a nod to say that we are not going, it's not going to be a closed door and it's not going to just be politicians and the heads of these major companies making these decisions, because that is the fastest way to have something burn right to the ground. But it doesn't say whether or not he would be a part of this. The Senate will turn to the committee chairs and other vocal lawmakers on the AI. Interesting. I I don't know for me, I would, if this includes, for example, like uh, Meta, Mark Zuckerberg, or Elon Musk, because those are the people who actually the core for this, the propeller, right? And if it, it feels like there are a lot of people with good heart, but no decision making to change the world, and you make it, it feels like the I don't know. I just feel like okay. So you have a lot of people like raise the flag, hey, per parade. But actually, we do, for example, beans or llama or all those stuff. Everyone is using it, and it feels disconnected for all those charity types of things and raise awareness versus uh, doing the actual things. That, that this is what I'm thinking. It's just it is more like. Hey, we need to aware of climate change and we have parade, but we're still doing the same things we used to be. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some thought. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. Um, yeah. uh, so these last articles and are we'll just discuss them really quickly. These are a couple, um, a couple of different instances of how chat GPT and how AI models are being used. This one, it's not a great website or the, the text doesn't come up very well. Sometimes they, they don't on the, on uh, my computer for some reason, but this is from science daily. I won't go into the whole article, but it is interesting that, that um, researchers decided that they were going to use chat GPT to create a robot. Can ChatGPT design a functioning robot? And is this a good thing for the design process? And are there risks? So that's what this article is about. And I love this because I know, Dom, that you have um, you have explored this exact thing in some of your, your tutorials. Like, can you use ChatGPT code? Can you use ChatGPT to all of the things? And interestingly, no, no surprise um, that they they use them in a very similar way to how you had used them, which is, you know, it's great for brainstorming. It's great for helpful suggestions. It's great. You know, it's like a, 
as a, um, a helpful research assistant to be able to ask questions and just get an immediate answer. But of course, the, this risk of misinformation is ultimately the, the moral of the story, which is that they hallucinate and, you know, they create, um, they will give you answers that are just like majestically wrong. <laughs> like, no, not even just a little bit right. So um, let's see. Ultimately, the the feature of large language models can be used to assist robot developers without limiting creativity and innovation needed for robotics. And I think that what would you say that that is would be your your thought on that as well is that um, that ChatGPT is not going to be the builder of robots. It's going to be the thing that continues to assist those people who build robots or those people who build co write code to build games. That it's it just doesn't have the capacity right now to to handle something from start to finish. Would you agree that that's that's where you see things right now? Oh, I think only right now, but uh, I don't know. After a month, maybe. Today, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow, you know, Figma becomes a development, development tools. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just like a yesterday or two days ago, it becomes, I, I feel like now maybe we are just a baby steps and see all those happens. And I saw chat GPT is a good way to, you see, right now we use language model to generate all the right before it was more conversation. Now it becomes pictures, and later on becomes a design. And three uh, D models is pretty soon coming up. Yeah, right on um, the horizon. Yeah, and I saw like a robot pets, right? And they, 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 they can they 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 can learn the environment. So, um, right now ChatGPT is assisting us. And uh, if we feed the data, I, I remember I saw some news, but it's a rumor. Seems like somebody in Google and was shocked or revealed how crazy that the, the, the AI start growing and they talk to each other. Yeah. Something like that, like a really yeah. sci-fi stuff and he got fired, right? Uh, so, and, and I do agree with you before, uh, like, uh, you mentioned um, if we feed AI some bias, then AI will re re relearn those bias. For example, like I, I listened to TED Talk. Uh, there was a woman, she said that she used when she sent out resume, because a lot of companies they use AI to filter out resume. So because those AI was feed by the, the entire company's data, and that company the majority of engineer are men. So when AI screening the, the qualification for the next step, so if they he scans that, oh, it's a woman, right? And if it scans, oh, this is a minority woman, maybe, you know, oh, according to the data, my learning is like 90% are men, right? So it's probably, he said he sent one resume with her real name, and name, just name, first name, last name, and also, I don't know, her picture or something on the resume. And he said he didn't get anything, any feedback, right? Uh, and he got an email which questioned him, her, why she thinks she has the ability to apply this job, 
something like that with that. And later on, she changed her oh first name and make a, yeah, and make a kind of like more like male like. And the last name feels more like American types of normal last name. And then she sent out resume because she got like a PhD AI degree or a lot of engineer degree. And, you know, she got the next step. They just changed the name and everything's the same. And she got passed. That's so crazy. She's worried about. Absolutely you. crazy. Yeah. So think about that. A lot of times when we. Yeah, because I mean, it's been. Go ahead. Yeah. If this is our current AI system and just filter out for the next step, then how scary it is when AI becomes a physical person or beings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, it's so terrifying. It's just a follow-up to what you're saying because there has been so much traction forward that you know what women you are seeing women in the tech industry you are seeing women in some of these very male dominated worlds and it's very very hard to get in but that there if you and I I do have a bias because I think that I know some good people and so when I talk to these people that I know they're like we love having women on our team they give a perspective they think about things differently. You know, they, they just bring a different dynamic. We, we, you know, we love having women in that we get to work with and not from having nothing to do with like, oh, your eye candy. Like it really over and over. I hear this, that, that there are, are a lot of people who like working with a, an equal amount of men and women on a team, but that has not been the case. Like uh, even that's, that's like within the last, I don't know, what would you say? Like five to eight years, maybe that you've seen more and more people being like, yeah, like, great. We're having both men and women here. And it's still, that's a very small subset. There's way more, way more, um, way more teams that are still very male dominated. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm like, oh yeah, we've, we've made it and everything's great. But, um, that the data that the AI would have been fed would have been from like all of it, like all of existence up through now and only a very, very small amount of time have there been like so many studies done saying, yeah, teams do so much better when you have all of these different voices. And I mean, even something, I, I forget where I read it, but it was like, even as something as simple as having somebody who's left-handed on a team versus right-handed, like all of these differences help to make up a beautiful, more comprehensive, bigger picture of how to create a great, whatever the thing is. And, but AI would, like, we don't have enough data to skew AI to be like, oh yeah, that's obviously what humanity must think because it's like this much, it's just a drop in the bucket of all of this other data. That's like, yeah, hire the man, hire the man. We, Mm. all of the things. So that is that is a very very real and very scary concern that needs to be addressed. I'm super glad that you brought that up. Yeah, because when I see this, if everything is fed by AI, then we probably need to make sure that the data we brought in is inclusive enough. If that is re- related to, you know, filter woman, uh, f- filter human, right? 
and and the interesting thing is that before, right right now, I feel like it's like uh the AI is is selecting me. You know, we are working. It is like they are the the gatekeeper now <laughs> for for a lot of right. things, and they are kind of filter us out. And, yeah. How do you make yourself more like fancy and you know and then, then AI pick you right? for an AI? <laughs> what is the psychology to win over the AI? Yeah, <laughs> that so, study needs to be done immediately. Yeah, so so yeah, I do think that um, yeah, like Figma becomes a development tool friendly. That is, uh, I I would say I because. We can slowly feel that Figma is slowly kind of like a having because you see like there's a tab which is more website and when you tap it and it becomes a code but it's more web based. Uh, now it becomes you know um uh, Swift, um a lot of like Visual Studio Code types of things and also generative AI and all these things. So I start feeling the entire world is converge conversion. That creativities code they are not separate they are together and uh, AI business all those interesting stuff um, everything merged together and uh, yeah how can we kind of position reposition ourselves to to this world and then yeah see. even oh, even um, Adobe is the, all their their um programs are now very heavily influenced with AI technology. So for, you know, for those designers like myself using, this is going to show my age. I have been using a, or not a, I have been using the Adobe um, suite since 2003. <laughs> that is how long I have used it. So like more officially more than 20 years that I have been using this program. And yeah. as a, as a designer, I'm like, Oh, it's fine. I know how to use Adobe. I don't need to use anything else. And even now it's like, Nope, sorry. <laughs> You're going to be, I mean, obviously I am like fully embracing the, the AI and, you know, the coding and all of the things I have, I have been converted. And for all of those designers who haven't converted yet, please do, because it's worth it. That's my plug. But, you know, even if you wanted to just be, uh, you know, I, I do 2d design or, you know, I just, I just do the, the front end design, whatever that means. I don't, I don't mess with anything else. It's like too bad because, now you have, you know, AI. And if you really want to start customizing things, then you're, you need to know how to use some code to be able to really make that better. So I, I'm very excited to see where, where this happens. And I'm very excited to see some of the stuff designers. I hope that you know, you get pulled forward. Yeah. You can do it. I promise. Yeah, I, I think right now all the development tools are getting easier and easier. So definitely a lot of things can um hello. Hello? Oh yeah, my, my internet jumped to another weird weird thing. So okay. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, my internet is really weird. 
uh, it just automatically jumped to a, a really weak signal and I just turned back. Okay, so. Uh, do you do you want to take over and screen share since I stopped sharing the screens to yes. help your? Yes. Uh, give me a sec. I think now it just goes back. So I'll stop my video to, to okay. help the. Okay. Share my screen. And I can tell you there are a lot of uh, um, things that are still rotating. Maybe I have to kind of refresh it. Okay, great, 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 great. It's coming back. Okay, so the first one, maybe we can start with the one that is already loaded. I, uh, FICCOM just happening a few days ago. And then Figma. As report, yeah, FICCOM 2023, uh, Figma announced some interesting dev developer tools to help designers and dev get along better, at least. Uh, I, I, I do think this is a great invention because a long time ago, yeah, I just, you know, like, uh, like Jacqueline, I've been doing this for at least 13 years. And when I was, I remember my graduation show, everybody was having, you know, poster, business card, identity system. Identity system, what's that? It's very similar to what Figma's doing that, you know, oh, what's the color? What's, you know, when you put on Figma, it's sometimes it can, you can click, you know, there, there's another tab and you can see a lot of information like, oh, what's the distance between this element and that element? And we need to put like a lockup, right? A lot of interesting, um, uh, I would say, in interesting ways to uh, at least understand all this element, where should be positioned. And we need to post like, oh, how many pixels distance from this element as a lockup. But I, I find out that, yeah, whatever we graduate with, whatever we have the ability, because long time ago, developers need to understand all this by a PDF document. So they will read that document and and kind of come the the entire website uh, the, the 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 thing. But now there's no need of branding identity system or there's no need of that PDF file. Nice book. Because Jocelyn, if you remember that we have like but it's a mandatory that you need a identity book. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so those, yeah, and and like pixel between something. But right now, if you see this, I mean, this is not. Yeah, this this feels like wow. Not only you can do, uh, everything that we thought we need to do manually, and we were proud of ourselves that. We, we the we, critical we, eye. Yeah, the critical <laughs> eyes. But yeah. this becomes. I know, like, wow, this, yeah, you, you just put everything inside Figma, right? And you can pretty much mark the side. Okay, so, uh, for example, like, uh, uh, you, you can use, you use all those uh, interesting uh, tools, and it will turn to a website. So, uh, if you see this, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, it starts, integrates with the, yeah, before you can do the CS box 
model are now Figma. You can have another inspect files for Visual Studio Code, which is pretty cool. Uh, uh, yeah. Visual Unbelievably Studio helpful to just yeah. have, because, and the, the one thing to really point out of how important that is, is that you also have all sorts of now ways to be able to incorporate ChatGPT into Visual Studio. So if you don't yeah. know how to code or you, you know, you're not the best at it, you have the, the, the editor right there and you have a best friend who's non-judgmental, who's helping you yeah. <laughs> write the code to be able to do all of this stuff. So you don't have to, I mean, you still have to know what you're doing. Like I will always say, take some classes. It's so worth your time to really understand the foundations because like, you know, we've said a million times the AI hallucinates and it will give you wrong information. So if you can, it, you should be able to recognize flags like, oh, this is not good code. Um, but man, does it take the just daunting task of how do I do this simple thing when you have a, an, the, an AI to just be like, oh yeah, this is right here, how you do it. Here's an example or here, try this. Yeah, so I, I totally agree. And you see like uh, for, for Figma right now, they, uh, they said that 30% of their weekly active users at Figma already developers. So this is a very nice shift for, for Figma to uh, incorporate more like coding skills. So I can see Figma becomes the ultimate. And I, I, I can see if you see the, 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 this, this one, right? Very similar to ChatGPT's thing, you, you you type what you want, right? And later on, it will generate um, the, the, the screen. And later on, you can tap to prototype and it's already linked for you. So for example, you describe an app that has a navigation bar with a camera icon, photos, title, and a message icon. So later on, I will share with you another article, which is telling kind of like um, give you some hint of how to be a good prompt, maybe in prompt the future. Engineer. Yeah. An engineer sounds like someone who know how to code, right? But prompt engineer is probably just like this. Just talking. Yes. Just talking and yep. pseudo code, right? Pseudo code. Yep. Like, uh, give, give you the human description code and the, um, something will, will, will fully functions. Imagine this, and maybe later on you can put, uh, oh, iOS or Android, and this will be fully functions and ready to export as an app. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so this is right now like this, right? Wow. Yeah, so um, right, right now this is like a Figma. So if you go to Figma's website and they kind of like uh, uh, share how design tool work better for developers, uh, and uh, uh, that mode for Figma's is absolutely, if you see this, right? Uh, for example, like, yeah, developers, designers, and they join in and you can see like different types of things, right? And you can browse and maybe, yeah, and see this, right? Edit this, go here. And you see it's already the dev mode and CSS sweep <laughs> UI, right? <laughs> 
it's already coded for you and you can plug into other dev stuff, right? And tell, hey, you know, this is already kind of like an uh, sync up with all the, for example, like GRAM work development, uh, project manager tools. So it feels like all in one, uh, get code faster. And then, yeah, it's too fast that, yeah, you see all this stuff. Long time ago, we have to manually measure, but uh, if you toggle between design and development mode, I, this is so silly. But even the even the um the corner radius and like getting like making sure that the corner radiuses are the same across everything. You something so simple or like the spacing, like when you don't have to worry about those silly little things, especially, you know, in, in let's say 1995, when every website looked drastically different, or, you know, or like 1999, where you had like some people had squares. If you like right where this is highlighted. So the corner radius for those who don't understand is that where this is, it says discover in the top left, instead of it being a square, it's rounded right here instead of being perfectly square. And that, that has been something that aesthetic is something that um, so many people have adopted that now it's almost weird to see something with a truly square corner, you know, mm -hmm. but in like 1999, you would have a sea of just vastly different websites and everybody was trying to make everything just as different as they could possibly be with terrible GIF firework explosions and all of it. And now you see that the the design is it's sort of become homogenous, you know, like we're, we all kind of are striving to have this same aesthetic. It, it, you still have a lot of creative freedom, but something as, sim as sim simple as, you know, this, the corner radius or you know, like nice looking padding as opposed to having the the word discover has an equal amount of white space on the top and the bottom. And that's also sort of something that's become just a standard. Like that's a good practice is that you have equal padding as opposed to having to reinvent everything. And it's, it's little time savers like that, that it's like, you don't have to have create, you don't have to have creative control over everything. You, this gives you the opportunity to exert creative control where it's really needed and like streamlines so many other things. You just don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. It's mm. so nice. Yeah. And you see all the plugin stuff, right? And uh, for example, GitHub. Yeah. GitHub. It was for meant for more like development uh, tools. Uh, version control, but uh, yeah, Figma is it. It's start from design tools to creators tools. I can see a lot of things start merging. Right, for example, like Unity start doing more like a friend, even though it's not really friendly, but they are trying to be friendly for designer. And then design tools are trying to be friendly for developers. I can see those merges. And for designers right now, I can tell you all the junior designers that I know, they know code. They are mm -hmm. coding. Yeah. So I can see the merge and the young, young generations. They, yeah, I feel, wow. you Not I, to I scare anyone. Yeah. But, I, I feel but, really proud. But yeah. just be warned. <laughs> Friendly, loving warnings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 
it's really cool. You see, like you can do all this, right? And if you tag, oh, this is the, if you click this and you can see the development mode and you see all the numbers is here. You don't need a, a book long time ago, 10 years ago. You don't need a book for people to read this. You just use Figma and it tells everything. You see, like if you have a kind of HTML icon, it's all development, right? Ready for development. So if on the uh, board, uh, you can toggle between design mode and develop mode, which is, I think it's very cool. Because recently I saw all the uh, Figma files. They have like two modes. Yeah, you see, <laughs> you can even code there. So, so crazy. Yeah. So wow. Wow. This is super powerful. And you can toggle between, you know, Microsoft system and also Apple system. Right. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah. I'm so, just now learning how to code in Swift. Yeah. And it's it is nice to be able to to toggle back and forth because one I as much as I use Apple products, I didn't necessarily want to focus my time on initially learning Apple because it's like Apple is Apple and Windows is Windows and like narrow the two shall meet. And now you're seeing even crossover in that, like, you know, Apple can, can host certain things that are on Windows if you, you know, put the right plugins in and vice versa. And so even having that that like explicitly, hey, this is for if you're developing in Windows, this is if you're developing in, in a, on a Apple platform. That's so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really like Unity. Why? Because when you develop it and you can export to all the different devices, uh, for example, Vision Pro has another plugin in Unity. If you, if you kind of become the in waiting list, uh, I received an email. It seems like uh, uh, it's coming soon. And uh, yeah, it's just Unity will kind of, you, you can pretty much develop AR stuff and export to your Quest Pro, Magic or uh, HoloLens 2, or um, uh, the, the Vision Pro. So yeah, this is a pretty cool thing. Uh, and Okay, so this is Figma. Figma has a lot of cool stuff. If you use Figma every day, you will start seeing all those interesting stuff that before you need to kind of uh, helping developers to understand what you are trying to develop. But now developer will be able to dive into your file and start working on things without you need to talk to the developer. Uh, yeah, it, um, kind of sync with the developer, which is super cool. The other thing is that uh, Vision Pro has a lot of news. For example, like uh, you can pretty much start using Vision Pro's plugin uh, software SDK enables developers community. So you can start using the Vision Pro's uh, like more like simulation and start doing some simple click through. So, for example, like uh, uh, Xcode, Swift UI, Reality Kit, AR Kit, TestFly, and you can start uh, building everything. Uh, yeah, uh, for that. Uh, yeah, and Vision Pro. Uh, I mean, the complete 
uh, yeah, it's, it's like they have a lot of cool framework that you can just slot in, swap like new assets, which is cool. And also something very similar to MRTK、uh, kind of framework. I can see some some MRTK framework is here, and also you can add some interesting uh, uh, animations or some AR solutions、uh, for for this, right? So if you go to developer.apple.com, yeah, and you will see like for example like what's what's new for this right Swift, all this interesting、uh, plugin and Vision Vision Pro, right Vision Pro and they start. I I really like Apple's way of doing things. Not only they have a simple kind of documentation for developers, but they take it. Take care of designers. So, see like define roles, windows, columns, space, and all the other interesting things. Yeah, you can download, for example, like this one, and you can have Vision OS SDK. And、uh, yeah, and they yeah partner with Unity. Unity will release the plugin pretty soon. Ah,、uh, yeah. So, ah,、uh, this is something very cool. And for example, like you can definitely go here. Right, developers using this one, uh, and uh, I I think on my LinkedIn I post a lot of, uh, uh, things. Let me let me find my LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is like my notebook, to to storage all the all the cool stuff that I see. Okay, so let's see, um, oh Figma, uh, I think this one, oh. Not really. Okay. Uh, oh, this one. Let me see. Oh, in-person developer lab launch next month. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's very cool to see like a lot of like tools is available right now. And I remember I saw somebody who post. You can do maybe something like this Vision Pro Simulator. So you can pretty much. Simulate your Vision Pro in a two D mode. You see, it's a a mouse, right? And there's a package you can definitely use it. Let's see. I mean, I. Oh, okay. So, oh,、uh, this is the design Figma file. And remember, we just saw that. Um. You you can dive into my LinkedIn post. Uh, you see all the component before I was. I was trying to simulate those icons, right? Those buttons. Figure out what's the 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 systems, but now it's all there. You see all the all the panels. You don't even need to design. You just grab. It's very com yeah convenient for for developer because developer needs this. Yeah. So yeah, and this is the other one. And、uh, oh wow, documentation. Yeah, so this one is very good because you know I think this is really good for the the designer. And if you have time, just dive in, and Apple very well document everything for you. For uh, for example, like all this, if you wanna see the spatial layout, they did everything for you.、Uh, yeah, play. 
Let's see. Yeah. So for example, like what's the distance? Right. And then maybe angle view. How can you see the different angle? I think Meta is doing the same thing um, as, yeah, as Apple. Ever since they released the document, I can see Quest Pro. There are a lot of things that is kind of learning from it. So you can see a lot of things. And I think XR, the reason why XR is, or spatial computing is slowly involved because there is no kind of like a, a standard walls for all the things. But I think Apple become the pioneer to to kind of make all this happen. I was just thinking that, that, you know, if there is a standard that we could all go off of, why not Apple? Because yeah, they always have the most beautiful, well thought out layouts, but also the fact that they took the time to really understand, you know, even something as simple as um, Dom, what you were just looking at, where if somebody is looking at it, sitting just with their feet on the ground versus if their head is tilting up, that is a consideration. And so the fact that they have uh, a little bullet point for you to read about those specific considerations, it just makes you, it's, it's taking a lot of that, um, I don't know if it's like guesswork, but it, it's kind of like the wild, wild west where you're, you don't necessarily know what direction to go because there's so many things to consider. And there, I, there will of course be a million other things that, that Apple does, did not put in this manual that you still, you know, will find out on your own is you're designing for these spaces. But I, um, they, it's, looks like they have done a very good comprehensive job in making designers think through some of the most critical things to make sure that your designs are moving forward in the best way possible or give your your design a good chance of success as opposed to before you're just like well I hope that I'm I'm doing this correctly oh crap I forgot to do you know like auditory cues like my you know I want the person to go right but like all the sound is coming from the left and they didn't think mm -hmm. about that you know yeah, so 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 you see, they are doing best practice, mm -hmm. and I can tell you, um, at Meta, they were considering those things, but they are not putting everything document together, because if you see Meta's, uh, <laughs> uh, quest documentation. Okay, this is more for um developer so i mean oculus has been for about 10 years but 2013 or 14 <laughs> something, something around there yeah and if you see this They don't really have a best practice, right? Mm, yeah, it's all developer driven. Yeah, yeah. You see, start with Unity. So that's why I, I, I would say that um, 
Apple has different ways to to do things because Apple is from experience. You see Microsoft, when Microsoft has the really developer center types of interface design, Apple do the uh, more designer or experience, user experience driven. And if you can see Meta, it's more Android version of of the headset. And yeah, I can see and they are doing more like, oh, sales, right? Oh, $500 versus $3,500, right? So I can see start from Android phone, iOS phone, Apple's phone to Quest headset and Apple headset. <laughs> I guess see uh, the where new- the price difference comes in. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, I mean, those are the uh, the interesting part. And I, I really want to share with you uh, the, the, I remember there's a simulation prepared for apps. Uh, oh, yeah. So there are a lot of interesting uh, stuff that we can all learn from Apple's website and also uh, all this um, newsrooms. And I believe there will be more. Yeah. So those are the interesting part that I. Especially I yeah. once that headset is officially on sale, I imagine that we're going to see a lot of stuff coming out from that. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. And I. Did can... you decide if you're going to get one? Uh, Hard to say. They're so expensive. I, I, I think. Yeah. I think I should need to have one and uh, I am looking for more projects to work on or more money to just get one <laughs> apply if anybody knows a grant that gets you a apple headset pass it on <laughs> yeah right right it will be applied for yeah and uh, I, I do think that the headset will really change the interaction and since you see the way apple document versus meta document you can tell the the, the difference of how it can be and this is really uh, creator friendly and i do predict all the designers will be everybody will start merge together becomes design developer everyone like developer has to do some design since you see design becomes so simple right you just type the prompt and it will show up. And developer becomes simple because on the software, once you finish the design, the code will generate. So yeah, I can see those two merges. And Unity, people, I remember at GDC or some events, people start planning about Unity. Hey, why everything becomes so cool, so many amazing stuff, why Unity, you still stay there, right? Yeah. But I believe Unity has a lot of cool AI generated stuff. And then slowly all those stuff merges. And I can f- see everybody can operate as an in- independent person. And maybe we don't, I, I, I do think that we do need to become a holistic person. And maybe in the future we got universal basic income and we everybody do something that satisfy themselves and maybe that was what speaks to their soul yes yes and we can probably doesn't really need to limit it to earth we can go out of space and everybody occupy a planet right and uh, 
you everyone will be the king or queen that planet and there will be ai they don't fellows and to to harvest the uh, the planet or I don't know. <laughs> for anybody yeah, who for anybody who read Le Petit Prince or the, the Little Prince, that's what I'm thinking of. Dom did I don't know if you read that book. It's a <laughs> yeah, little yeah. oh, where like may I want to be on the planet where the little prince discovers the flower. Like that's the planet I'm claiming. No one else can have it. Yeah, right. So <laughs> that's maybe, mine. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can that that is why I feel like the 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 advanced civilization for aliens, they are they are going out, colonize other place because they it's too like they don't need too many human or aliens inside their original planet. Oh yeah, you when you see aliens, you only see like one, maybe two. You don't see a thousand of them. Yeah. One alien can do all of the things because the data is so streamlined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can connect to the entire humanities, right? And one of us can represent the entire wisdom of the humanities and only one can occupy the other, you know, low civilization place and conquer it and people treat you like their new god, right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like something outside. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't really need so many of us crammed together. Maybe we can go. <laughs> I have heard that this is the this is the era or the age of the solo. What is the official word like solo solo printer, solo entrepreneur? Like because of all of the tools that we will we currently and that we will have access to is that just like Don was saying, like you who wherever you are, whoever you are, whoever is listening, like you can make your dreams come true because the technology is here. Like it's not in the future. It's not, you know, 10 years or 15 years away. Like you have the ability to easily and successfully make these really complex, intricate, beautiful projects. Because again, as I'm saying, so many things are converging and it's, it's absolutely worth exploring. If you're a designer, who is not about the coding life, it's worth exploring. If you're a, you know, a heads down coder, that's like grumble, grumble, grumble. I have, a, I specifically have one of my friends in mind who is, I'm thinking of him like a grumble, grumble, grumble. I don't need to make it beautiful. You can, you can make it beautiful. It's not going to take away from your project. If you also allow your project to be beautiful, like it could be really well coded and beautiful. Very Yes. Yes. And usually, you know, the interesting thing is that a lot of people think, oh, you know, starting an entrepreneurship is hard, right? Like a long time ago, because, you know, you need to call from scratch, you need to learn a new language. But I feel like, hey, with this, this tools, you probably can launch your ideas uh, in a week. You know, you can launch yeah. an app. You, you see, you just type some prompts and think about Figma right now. It's already that powerful. And how about a month later? Maybe everything AI generate, right? There's no Louis L Lauren Ibsen. Remember, we we yes. need to fill up. Now uh -huh. it's AI generated according to the topic is studies, and it will put the right content. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah, because I saw one of the plugin uh, that Figma had. It says like no Louis Lauren Ibsen. It's real content. Generated. So funny. Yeah, I'm so, just yeah. I'm just thinking back for, and I think my one of my very first things that I tried to do was Dreamweaver 
in oh like I think I took it in 2004 and it was just so like bulky and clunky yeah yeah Dreamweaver and everybody said that hey Dreamweaver is the best because you don't need to it is the thing of the future this is (laughs) flash right Did, did you do flash yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely and you need to code right oh this is like a, oh yeah like you know you need to code and make it loop right mm-hmm. and now yeah, I, yeah. And now it's just like I I want a website that I think what was it what was open AI's or yeah it was um yes. example so I want a website that tells dad jokes and <laughs> it just doesn't like it even creates a joke for you it's just like it's wild it is yeah. wild and exciting to think about all of the things that you can do now that you have these tools that are available and they're relatively low cost, all things considered. I mean, yeah. if you think about 25 per month yeah, for a professional per assistant versus, <laughs> you know, if you think about something like the, um, those CAD programs can be hundreds of dollars per month yeah. and you still have to know how to use them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I I, I feel exciting, and uh, every every week we 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 see something different, and we see something dramatically changes. This week is Figma, right? Uh, last week was Vision Pro, or two weeks ago. And what's next week, right? And yeah. Quest Three is about to launch, right? I'm very exciting. Uh, and I see a lot of things that happens in 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 the Quest system that kind of start learning from um, Apple, which I'm very I feel happy because yeah, everything becomes easier and easy to use. And yeah, what's next week? Next week we'll have new surprise for us. And then wow, yeah, yeah, I don't mind that the government or big companies send me free money and do something. Yes. <laughs> if anybody wants to send um some yeah, yeah, money, money for research. Juggling. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 are open our account to accept free money and some interesting things to share with everyone. I think that's cool. Cool, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.